0: Good morning, what financial questions, real answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsey, certified financial planner with Lindsey Wealth Management. Today is Friday, January 12th, 2024. Uh, just a quick reminder here, the markets will be closed on Monday, January 15th, uh, an observation of Martin Luther King uh, Day, so they will resume on Tuesday, so it is a three-day weekend for the markets here. I know a lot of other things are shut down as well. Uh, so, uh, we'll be a shorter week next week for the markets, but we'll, we'll resume normally on Tuesday, January 16th. So, just want to make sure that you are well aware of that. Uh, coming in, let's talk about some of the things that have gone on uh, since last time we were here. The didn't catch me off guard, I think it may have caught a few people off guard, was the uh, CPI number that came out on Wednesday. That was hotter than expected. Uh, that's where um, with the uh, consumer pricing index, it rose 0.3% in December and 3.4% from a year ago uh, compared with respective estimates of 02 and 3.2%. So it was two-tenths higher on year over year, and it was one-tenth higher on month over month. But we always want to make sure that we keep reminding people on these numbers that they're that's how they're doing it so if if it's already come up it's just staying up now they now it's gone higher than they have this makes it much harder for the fed to cut interest rates or they have to be at least leery of hey maybe inflation is still out here if you exclude the um, food and energy prices the so-called core cpi uh, it rose uh, 3.3 percent for the month and 3.9 percent from a year ago that was in line, the 0.3% month over month, but it was up from uh, 3.8% year over year. It was actually up a tenth of that 3.9%. So that's what people need to understand. I mean, everyone thought the shelter cost was going to come down. Uh, that's housing uh, category rose 0.5% for the month and accounted for more than half the core CPI increase. So, you know, everything that they they're saying that they think is going on is sort of just proven – a little bit more the way that i was leaning which is i don't think inflation is done here yet uh so they have an issue here that they're going to have to deal with with regards to that and the cpi numbers again that's it's much higher than what they say i mean trying to get that down to two percent you a lot of people try to do the math and say well they're they're at three they gotta go down to two that's one percent no mathematically three minus two is one when you go down one and you're at three and you're going down to two, you know, you, you, you've got to get that, you know, you, you've got to cut that down quite a bit. If you're going from two to three, that would be 50%. If you're going from three to two, that would be 33%. So it's got to come down quite a bit more than people actually think. Uh, and that is uh, proving to be much harder um, as, as it continues every single month to see these numbers basically hovering right around the same, the same place that they are. Uh, We haven't seen anything that has dropped off uh, sharply at at this point uh, today. So just wanted you to be well aware of that uh, that has taken place here. Uh, The other issue is with the – we'll start to get into some of these markets. Uh, Again, we'll talk about the S&P 500. That's SPX. You cannot buy or sell directly into the SPX. What has happened here since December 18th is you've had five days up, five days down. Five days up would be actually be today. Uh, and on those, it has rotated uh, perfectly. Doesn't mean it will continue that, but today would be an ideal day uh, for the high. Could, it could have been put in, um, the CPI data brought that down on Wednesday. So, so maybe it's already in. It did not um, hit a new inner day high all time gosh i'm trying to figure this out cuz this is really close here it's okay it did get a close it was a higher closing high was on wednesday by a tenth a tenth of a point on on the S- s&p 500 um, the momentum's here on the daily again we should be near a daily high, we'll start the count, uh, should should be moving, well, it's a little mixed right now, but it should be up, possibly up for another day or two. But we're right in there where the, where the high should be. The, the question here, folks, that, that seems, and I want to make sure I'm clear on this, the most logical thing to have happen in this election year, in case I wasn't clear last time, is I would expect a downturn here, in the next month or two, you know, maybe into the into the second quarter at the longest, then I would expect my expectation is a peak to new all time highs, heading into July, August, possibly even in September, and then you will start to see everything start to collapse. That's the base case scenario, at least from a charting standpoint, is at least where it looks like now. That may or may not happen we haven't cleared some of these hurdles here of the previous highs yet so it still is open to that downside but we're we'll just take it from there at this point uh, and just see how it continues to work out because we should know here uh, very soon if it does or doesn't the weekly has moved out of overbought uh, even even though it has come up this week so that is implying that we should be sideways down for three to four weeks, uh, especially as high as as these are, that they should be coming down. So that that would be the expectations. Now, I say all this because the the chart pattern is slightly different than the scenario that I gave you, just because it's continuously ran up. So it could go ahead and possibly just go ahead and say, forget it, and you, you, you could have a... Hundred and fifty point move here to the high side and moved to forty nine hundred. This reverses course here on the on the momentum's, and, and we and we somehow max out there. That has happened before. I'm not expecting that to happen, but there, things are not clear. <laughs> it would be the easiest way to say it when it comes to if you're looking at timing, if you're looking at pattern, um, if you're looking at price, everything is just a little. There's nothing that has definitively said, yes, we're doing this, or yes, we're doing that, or invalidated something from a charting standpoint. It's sort of like every scenario is on the table, even though we're very close to knocking off about three of these and saying this can't possibly happen, if you believe in Elliott Wave analysis that we're using here to be able to do this. Unfortunately, some of those things just haven't been been cleared off yet so so that's what we're really looking for you do get a move of the s&p 500 above the all-time highs which again would be forty eight eighteen. then you would probably be saying yes that that this is not going to collapse at this point in time meaning in the next six months very low what should do is it should continue it will have a pullback but then after that it will will continue to new all-time highs uh, th- that's the most likely scenario at least at this point that we are seeing uh, so that that's what you need to be looking at the Dow Jones Industrial Average is trying to move out of over uh, sold at this point in time on a daily basis uh, again it's trying it's it's a that that's just where it is it has basically gone sideways here uh, on on the daily for about the past 10 days that's maybe it's even longer than that, yeah, it's probably fifteen it's just been it's been sideways um, if you draw a line right through there, it'd be perfectly right through the middle, so it hasn't really moved anywhere. The weekly though is trying to move out of overbought uh it it's still pretty strong there, so that that could easily have three to four weeks to the downside that it is looking at The Russell two thousand is in a different position. The daily is actually coming up. Now, I, I do think that right now, at least from my perspective, the Russell is sort of front-running the other two on what it's doing. Uh, the daily should be up for at least three or four days, I would say. The weekly acts like it should be down and is, probably only has two to three weeks more down to go. Uh, but that would be the expectation that, w- that we actually do have there uh, with regards to the Russell 2000. So all of these stock indexes are in what we would consider a similar position as we do take a look at those. And then if you look at the um, the NASDAQ, it has been the one that has been uh, a little bit different with the technologies in there. But at this point in time, it is overbought on the daily basis. It should be should be moving out of there. Is currently where we are uh, with regards uh, to that chart at this point in time as we do take a look at the weekly uh, th- that it does have there the weekly at this point is moving downward just sort of like everything else um, it has moved up substantially I don't know if it can continue to do that we're seeing some weakness again in Apple and and some of the others at this point in time. And so that is going to have an influence on exactly how some of this stuff does play out, especially on the technology wise. What you could have happen here is on that Russell 2000, it could, it it may, it may be the first one to go down, but then it could get a really nice pop in, uh, if if it is going to break, but it, it got above where it had been trending, but now it's back down into where the trend was. So, um, hard to say exactly what is going to happen there but the expectation would be that it would move higher after it does move lower here for another two to three weeks uh, and we we would see if it can move to a a newer high at this point in time we do need to go to a short break as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we'd love to hear from you 812-316-2079 you follow us on facebook or x send us an email info at com. financial questions real answer right back after this short break Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at com. Looking at bonds, let's take a look at those. Let's go through some interest rates here on exactly where we are. Uh, the three-month is at 5.38. The six-month is at 5.25 the two years at 4.3, seven years at 4.016, 10 years at 4.047, 20 years at 4.37, and the 30 years at 4.23. So we still have this inversion here. Again, the inversion just says more than likely we're we're, going to have a recession uh, at some point. Again, no one knows when, but if you're going to ask me it's going to be sometime in the second or third quarter even though it is a presidential election that's what i would expect to have happen here when these things start to tighten and what all usually is going to happen here is these uh the all those that are two years and shorter those are the ones that are above five when those start clamping down and they start going lower 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 and we're getting close to um where, where we don't have an inversion where the longer is is higher that's usually the sign that you will see i would say at this point in time what you would need to see is about between about 40 and 60 basis points that this is a that's a guess from me but that's what you would need to see off this front end to come down to really say hey something something's starting to happen here that would probably be the surest sign that you're going to have this the other sign regarding this recession i mean Man, if you haven't seen some of the numbers regarding the layoffs that are continuously that companies are talking about laying off, but they interviewed uh, or sent surveys nine hundred CEOs, forty percent said they were laying off people this year. Yikes! Uh, that that's never good for anyone when you start seeing uh, some some numbers like that um, that that you're going to have the layoffs that are going to take place. I mean, anyone that's losing a job uh, is th- that's that's not fun for anyone. I mean, the latest one was. Uh, you know google said that the, uh yesterday that they're going to cut hundreds of jobs uh from their engineering and hardware teams remember folks those people aren't making twenty dollars an hour uh, they're probably making well in the six figures uh if not two to three hundred thousand dollars or more but uh that that's what they you know you they're all starting to do this for a reason they're they're all getting prepared uh f- for a slowdown that that's all that that means when you start doing that Uh, So just do pay attention to some of these things that continue to happen, and just just keep your eyes and ears open because 500 jobs might not sound like a lot. Going back to that survey, if you do that and you got 40% of companies start cutting their jobs and doing these kind of things, uh, again, those are well-paying jobs too. Um, That is just something to keep in mind. As we do look at the actual um, bonds themselves, looking at the 30-year from a charting standpoint, we, we, we had the peak. It's come down, uh, hovering around 122 right now is what I do have on on the on the 30-year. That uh, probably is making a daily low. The, the weekly, though, should still be down for another three to four weeks. I would expect this to get all the way down to about 118 is where I would expect the price to be on those uh, be, before. And this looks like a classic A coming down, B wave coming up which will last, you know, another um, should be at least three to five trading days here coming up. And then you should have another downward trend, which will probably be about like that previous one. Um, That will probably get you down around 118. At that point in time, I would say that the bonds would be in a very good position uh, for a longer term uh, run at this point. As we do look at the two-year, looking at these notes, basically the same position. Daily is trying to, to come up. It has moved down off the peak, almost the exact same. The weekly, though, uh, is actually pretty much the same. Should be down for three to four weeks is what, what you should expect to have happen there. Uh, all these things can be a little sensitive, depending if there is a rate cut. Again, I don't expect there to be a rate cut in March at all. I think they may consider one in May, but I, I will say I'll, I'll use their words against them. They're data dependent. We'll We'll see how data dependent they are, especially if inflation continues to happen. Uh, looking at the dollar, the dollar on a daily basis should be down. Uh, the weekly is implies it should be up for three to four weeks. That's what we would expect to be happening there with the dollar. Um, depends on how you chart this again, I think that, I think back there in October you might have had a multi year high in the dollar. I think what you're going to have is you're going to have a correction that is going to take place. Um, if if that's the case, then, then it shouldn't be getting up there too high before the dollar continues to roll over. If we look at the euro dollar, basically in the exact same posi- uh, exact opposite position, which is how it should be, the dollar should be up here, uh, the euro dollar should be up against the dollar, uh, um should be up for another three to four days. The weekly should be coming down, um, so that's what we would expect there. the The key part here is the expectation is the dollar to go down and and the euro to go up longer term. So at some point here, you know, you're going to have an opportunity. More than likely, you had the low that happened on the euro. September 30th or back in there. I'm on the weekly chart, so uh, is when that happened. And that was at 97. You're at 109 now. I would expect this to come down here probably somewhere around 105, maybe slightly lower. At that point, I would say the euro is probably going to be pretty good against the dollar because I do see the dollar uh, depreciating is the expectations that I do have. Now let's get into all the stuff that is just uh, clear as mud. And, and we'll start with gold. Gold on a daily basis is oversold. It should be trying to look for a move upward. The weekly is mixed with a downward bias. The issue really becomes, at this point in time, gold cannot, absolutely cannot, close below... 1998 if it gets a close below 1998 then that means gold is going to go down and i would say there's a probability it goes down to 1850 this is why it's not very clear because it, there's too many, too much thing too many things happening here on the other hand if gold can actually clear 2062 then probably is going to continue on an upward way the 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 thought being that the October low would be an A, the December high here would be a B, and then you would have a, a downward C taking place if it does close below uh, nineteen ninety five. If that's the case, usually it's going to be um, downward quite a bit based on this pattern. So, so that's why we we would have it down there. So, gold still looks good long term. It's just a matter of are we near. Is this a 1-2-1-2-1-2 one, two, one, two, one, two pattern? Mm, I don't know. I just gave you the parameters there. That that's how I would play this. If it gets above twenty sixty, you want to be long. If it goes below nineteen uh nineteen ninety-seven, you wanna be out of dodge. Uh would be the nineteen ninety-five, what right in there. Uh, because it's gonna go much lower. I mean eighteen fifty. At that point in time, you want to get really long because it should shoot up to new all-time highs. Uh going over to silver. It tried to move out of oversold, but then it had a couple down days. Sideways to down. It's it's pull which is where that is. The weekly is a downward trend for another week or two at, at a minimum. Um really needs to try to hold twenty two point six three nine would be the ideal to hold it. It's it's right in at those levels, I would say the daily wants to come up, so i'm it's it's very close to invalidating that and will will go lower if it holds that, then it's probably going to spring much higher the The assumption on gold and silver is that both of these will be up, both of them will go up tremendously when this market does start to go down in the third quarter of this year. Uh, would be the longer-term trend that we're looking at there. We do need to go to a short break. When we come back, we're going to finish up with the rest of the markets. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answers, right back after this short break. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, You 812-316-2079. follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Yesterday, most of the headline markets were down, uh, Dow Jones, S&P, NASDAQ, Russell 2000. The, The oil situation here is so messed up it's really almost impossible to trade it right now or tell you exactly what is going on we it's mixed on a daily basis with a slight maybe upward bias the the weekly is trying to move out of overbought on the the short line the the longer term line is trying to move up we're mixed there you also have I don't know I mean maybe people are, are living under a rock but we have a little a little issue going on over there um, with we we have a different crisis continuing to happen where um, I believe it was yesterday, I don't know because of the time, but I remember reading about it yesterday that Iran seized an oil tanker uh, involved in the U.S. dispute off the coast of um, Amman. So, you know, it's... It, it's something like that. You, you, you we're constantly in, in this battle here, it seems like, with regards where oil could go up or oil could go down. The, the logic would tell you oil could go up and should be going up, more than likely is going to take place. Uh, the U.S. has been producing more and more, uh, even, even with the restrictions that are, are, are on them. But when you're talking about everything from that's going on in the Red Sea that could happen in the Persian Gulf. That could happen uh, in, in in the in the Strait of uh, Hormuz, and all this stuff that's happening here. Um, oil could be tw- up twenty bucks overnight. I will say that the way the pattern looks to me, I thought what was going to happen was the pattern was going to break to the upside here and move up to about eighty dollars and then move downward. However, it, it still could do that. If it doesn't hold here, and pretty much we're, we're getting near the levels where it sort of needs to hold, um, then you should be looking down about $65 before it does. You would have a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 wave pattern there, and you would have a correction that would still go up to 80 uh over time. And that's without anything crazy that's happening in this world, um, which seems to be... Um, Anything but uh, fluid, the only thing that's fluid is you never know what is going to happen um, over there in the Middle East. It just seems uh, crazier than ever with, with some of these tanker ships and the hijackings and other things that are that are taking place like this. You just seem closer to war as well every single day. So that's what's happening there with oil. It's almost untradeable. That, and that's why I say it's it's very interesting because I did think gold and silver were going to have – Gold, silver, and oil, we're going to be very optimistic to the upside here, and it just hasn't developed. And sometimes that happens. I mean, that's that's where I would have thought it would. Uh, we'll get on to the other one, Bitcoin. So let's talk a little bit about this, because people do need to be aware of what's happened here. The SEC did approve uh, ETFs for Bitcoin. So 11 companies yesterday were allowed to start trading Bitcoin uh, as an ETF. Why does this matter? Well, the way that Bitcoin works is... With Bitcoin, you had to actually physically hold the coin in a wink-wink wallet, as they like to call it, that you supposedly have your coin and where it's stored. By buying into the exchange-traded fund, the exchange-traded funds have to hold the Bitcoin for you so you don't have to go through all these steps to do it. Essentially, what it makes is it makes the ETF trade like a stock. So if the stock market's open, you can buy and sell Bitcoin on that. Now, again, Bitcoin in and of itself trades 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's always up and down. That's why I have daily closes, but I'm just doing that off the market at 4 o'clock. I'm not doing it at midnight. So that's why we say mine could be slightly off than what your Bitcoin numbers are because at some point in time you have to say the day's over. We just make it at 4 o'clock like everything else because it just makes uh, the downloading, honestly, probably for the programmers easier. Um, and I'm just used to it that way, and we don't mind. So what happened is you had Bitcoin kicked up Uh, to a new high yesterday after it was neutral and since that happened um, you know 50,000 was was what we said that was the range before we do have this big drawdown that's still what we're expecting however I will say this that the weekly is mixed right now Um, maybe it's going to continue to move up here with a little bit of this so all these companies are trying to get there and I would say that they, they all range in how much they're charging on the volatility with the Bitcoin or, or their pricing. It should all basically be nothing. Um, but some are way more expensive than others. What's going to happen is it'll probably get consolidated down to just a couple of firms using that. So do keep that in mind uh, real quickly uh, going over March. Soybeans should be at a daily low. I mean, they should be taking up completely oversold at this point in time. Uh, the weekly is, is there too. Um, so should should be should be catching a bid here to the to the higher side uh with that, and corn looking at the march contract it has already started to move up the weekly still remains uh completely oversold at this point in time we we need to see need to see some movement there on the upward side of corn should be getting that. Again, both of these could be putting in a low. They're very near a low if they haven't uh, more than, more than likely put in. Uh, one last thing here to look at the volatility index, it's hovering around 13.3. Well, actually, sorry, it's it's about 14 now. The weekly acts like it should be coming down. I'm not so sure on that uh, because we may have well put in a high there on Wednesday with how much the markets were actually down yesterday big thing is always these Friday closes. We're going into a three-day weekend, so just pay attention to that. Again, markets are closed on Monday, and they will reopen again on Tuesday. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.